everybody, and welcome back to the Games I Guess podcast. This is Games I Guess episode three for Thursday, August 11th, 2022. My name is Casey Tig, and joining me today, indie dev behind the Immaculate Drag, the dude, the senior narrative dude, Ian. What's up, guys? <laughs> Ian McCammon coming at you with the Games I Guess podcast. It's a beautiful um, Thursday evening here, and I'm happy to be here with all of you and my two brothers from other mothers. <laughs> right back at you, Casey. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> wow. You said be myself. Be yourself. I guess so. That's what you talk when the mic is off. <laughs> when we're not recording, that's what he's like all the time. That's how he talks to his cat. <laughs> hey, yeah, puss cat. Hey, you hungry? It's, it's true. Uh, the other voice you hear over there is none other than my good friend, voice actor, and exceptional human being, Josh Musser. Hey. <laughs> He's the opposite. <laughs> got low energy Josh and high energy Ian. Oh, God. Well, we're all here. Sort of, at least. Some version of each of us is here tonight. Uh, so welcome back to the Games I Guess podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, you know, the whole, all the places you get your podcasts, you could listen to this show. Uh, go ahead and go over there, drop reviews or subscribe to things, whatever you do. Uh, go do it, because it helps. Uh, also, if you want to watch the video show that comes a couple days later on the Wizfish YouTube uh, channel, go check that out. But other than that, I mean, what is there to say? We could just talk about uh, what we're playing. Who wants to go first? Who wants to kick this shiznit off? I think Ian might, because he's super excited. I've been playing the same shit for three weeks now. I mean, I'm still fucking working through God of War, <clears throat> working on that on that on that 50 hour playthrough here. That's surprising so. because I take a long time to complete games, and you do too. And it did not take me that long to get through God of War. Yeah, well, <laughs> I I don't know. Who knows? I, it may just be <laughs> quirk of my play style or something. Well, you and you tend to that. walk everywhere, like yeah, you, uh, you check every cranny in the game. Yeah, well, it, it, I mean, it pays off because you know, literally, you know, there's there's gold and crafting materials and stuff in the water, so like it does pays it, to row your little boat around. Does it piss you off when it doesn't? When there's like no reward for exploration? Well, yeah, I mean, I I think that that's uh, that's pretty awful. Fortunately, you know, that's I, that's not really a problem and. God of War, there's always something to find, a, a chest or a... The next piece of excellent something. father-son dialogue is just around the corner. It's true. Yeah, there you go. Sure. I'm really in the in the thick of the plot now. I, I, I'm actually pleased. It, it was starting to feel like nothing was happening. And then all of a sudden, I like... I, the, the like one time I did fast travel, I got like railroaded into a really long cutscene that really advanced the the plot. So he'll like, never shit fast is, travel again. Shit is happening now. <laughs> uh, is that is that the the major thing you've been playing? I know you and I finished uh, Young Blood. We did finish Young Blood. That was that was an experience. <laughs> Fucking a. <laughs> Fucking a. Uh, um, we also played uh, we played uh, another another co-op game this week called Unrailed a little bit, which was yeah, all uh, three of cute. us. Josh, yeah. you probably liked it the most. You want to talk a little <clears throat> bit about Unrailed? Talking to me? I did say Josh. Oh, I didn't hear you say Josh. Oh my Jeez. bad, Josh. <laughs> Unrailed. What did you think? You fucking moron. Um, Hot potato. Yeah. Over I mean, you, Josh. <laughs> Unrailed. Uh, yeah, it was. I thought it was fun. 
Uh, you guys didn't enjoy it as much, but uh, I, you know, I had a fine time. I want to make that perfectly. I, I don't have any complaints about that game. It's a perfectly good game. It's not. It's not my general the type of game I generally gravitate to. But to me, its its quality was apparent. I think yeah. the I think the real worry about that game is that it's going to be like um, <clears throat> what the hell overcooked, where you just end up really hating the other person for like the rest of the night. Um, but it didn't didn't really turn out like that. It was just kind of silly, and you know, yeah, when Ian Royley fucked up that last level, you know, we, no one got mad. Well, we played like. Thanks for calling me out, Josh. <laughs> really appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know, a couple times there, we got, like, the, the way the train moves, you could totally get cut off, or you're, like, your axe is yeah. over there, or your water bucket, and the whole fucking train's on fire, and you're just... Or it's, like, the three of us trying to squeeze through a tiny little crack, <laughs> going opposite directions. And for, like, three-fourths of the game, we didn't realize that when you, like, dash into the other person, they drop their tool. I don't know how many times I end up, I'm like, what happened to my, my, my axe? And it's, like, on the other side of the train. It is like a frantic <laughs> little game, which I, I appreciate that it could uh, elicit that sort of uh, feeling out of me. Um, I did not care for having to restart completely over again, like every time you failed. I don't, I mean, I don't know what the workaround there is. It said there were checkpoints of some kind, but we never experienced well, any. Well, we only played a couple rounds, and so the checkpoints I think are when you buy that new engine, and it allows you to go to the next like biome. Are they biome based? Yeah. Yeah. So if we had started a third game, I think we would have started in the snow area. <clears throat> It'd be my guess. That's possible. Because um, that first where I want to be. Yeah, we we didn't. That snow area sucked, or it slows you down. And yeah. apparently, you know, with all this extra challenge and the biomes and things like that, the, according to the reviews, it gets pretty pretty difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't watched any gameplay beyond beyond what we've played, but I saw some screenshots from Steam from the Steam page, <laughs> and there's some weird shit that we definitely did not encounter in those screenshots. Like the, weird. The word anxiety pops up a lot in those reviews. I think biodomes, <laughs> all sorts of strange shit going on. Uh, that's yeah. unrailed. Um, I don't remember when that leaves. Uh, Epic as the it's free gone game. already. Is it? Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Um. So snooze, you lose. Fucker, go <laughs> uh, <laughs> buy it. Um, I'm gonna get mine over <coughs> with quickly. Um, uh, Josh, you you have more we can talk about as well. Uh, I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Not much to really talk about. I don't think the rest of the panel here is really the the best. What a week to talk to about this kind of. <laughs> Ian, when's the last time you played a JRPG? <clears throat> there we go, Josh. When's the last time you played a JRPG? <laughs> I, I think you probably cut off, I think, because you cut off from me, too, but um, uh, I heard you that time. Anyway, the point, uh, the last time I played a JRPG, ooh, like a, like a, like a full-blown JRPG. <laughs> Man, so wait, I think Ian I tried to play... hear me? I thought he was just being silent. No, I, I was being, I'm trying to, I'm still trying to think. The last time oh. I, I don't even know. Yeah. Well, that's what I yeah. mean, like, I don't know if this, this game in particular really appeals to either one of you, so there's no re real point of me sort right. of waxing poetic about it. I played Chrono it. Trigger a long time ago. That's, that's yeah, as mean, far that's, as I can remember. That's old school. Well, I think that was it's like safe to say that you don't play JRPGs if you're like, the last one I played was <clears throat> Chrono Trigger. Well, 2013, <laughs> I play, I replayed the, like a remaster. Right, right. Um, we don't actually have to talk about JRPGs, but I think this game is excellent. And it's going to be one of those like 150-200 hour games for me. So I'll probably be mentioning it periodically throughout the course of the show's lifetime. Um, but yeah, no, I recommend it. If you like JRPGs, check that out. Um, also, uh, the I'm going to do a review on this real soon. The Fashion Police Squad. It's not out yet. It comes out in a couple of days. 
I want to say the 14th. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's the 14th. It's just this cool retro sort of boomer shooter where you shoot boomers. It's pretty cool. Mm. You shoot like Karens and like dudes with sandals and socks. And I don't know. I don't want to spoil my own. It looks amazing. It is pretty fantastic. I'm I jealous of the uh, of the yeah. guy doing the voice lines for 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 every time oh, yeah. you do. Sexy. Fabulous. Nice. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. you gotta love it uh, but yeah so fashion uh, fashion police squad it did not appeal to me right away when I saw like the key art for it and just I don't know fashion turns me off completely I don't, don't give a fuck about that world uh, but every single happy. one of those things were you <laughs> I was happy to be proven wrong yeah I was shooting myself the entire time <laughs> <laughs> like, while I'm sitting here with neon colors and socks and sandals it seems to have its tongue firmly in its cheek in regards oh, to the yeah. fashion yeah, dimension. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I don't. I can see maybe for some people constantly having to switch your weapon because I mean, if you don't know, that's the that's kind of the point of the game. It's like um, Karens. You have to use a certain gun against Karens. Uh, some guys have suits that are too big for them. Some have suits that are too small. You would use the gun that resizes clothing on those enemies and some you know there's a bunch of weapons a bunch of enemy types and they all sort of have like a rock rock paper scissor counter so you're switching your weapons all the time which can be pretty frantic but i think it keeps it kind of fresh i like it it's an interesting take on the sort of classic you know doom boomer shooter you know tool for every situation um philosophy definitely you know formalizes it a little bit more i guess yeah it's just i don't know it's hard to complain about anything about that game. It's just, I think it's going to do really well. I'd be shocked if it doesn't. It's, um, it's, it looks super smooth, the animation and end game yeah. and like gunplay. And it's, I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe it's just made by three or four people. It's like a really tiny little team, um, which the studio name is escaping me. But they did a fantastic job. I thought you meant the name was escaping me. I was no. like, what a weird... <laughs> Escaping me games. Okay, yeah. Oh, I hear a siren. Is that you again, Josh? Is it the fashion police. I don't hear squad? it for me. It's the fashion, yeah, it's the fashion police. Fashion police. Squad. Come after Coming you. For They're you. here. Because uh, you forgot the dev name. Here, let me let me pull it up here. It's Mopeful Games. Mopeful. Published games. by No More Robots. Yeah. Oh, I know them. It's pretty legit. I hope they do really well. Um, and look forward to my review, which is still going to be short because it's kind of a shortish game, I want to say. Like, I don't know. My guess is uh, six to eight hours or so. But there's like challenge modes and different difficulty options. And you can get a lot of mileage out of it, I think, especially for the people that really love these kinds of games. And it's $19.99 US dollars. Which, uh, so far, I'd, I, I would have been happy to pay that for this. So... Um, so there's my endorsement. They did not pay me to say that. Um, look for that review on the Wizfish channel. Josh, what have you mm-hmm. been playing this week? Other than on Unrailed with us. Oh, and, uh, well, real quick, I, I'll say Dwarf Romantic. Uh, you, we've talked about it the past couple episodes. So. Real quick? No, you can forget your other game and just talk about Dwarf Romantic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love Dwarf uh, well, Romantic. I, yeah, we, I mean, we talked about it already, but Dwarf Romantic, um, I've been playing more of that. I, I did get it based on your recommendation. I am enjoying it. It is relaxing. Um, I, I I think there is a, a a part of the strategy that seems to be eluding me to get more points every playthrough. Uh, I don't know if it's just a matter of me having to keep playing to get more tiles because there there's some of those tiles are super helpful. Like the first tile I got 
was um, basically one that connects railroads and water tiles together. Yeah. Um, which is really nice um, when you get one of those. But I, I I'm, I've been focusing on putting because because like you said the. To maximize your points, you want tiles, the edges of, of the of the was that hexagon, um, to to match types. So if you're putting a tile with a a side that has a city type on it, you want to connect it to a tile that you already have down that also has a city type on that particular side you're connecting to. Right. And so I've been focusing on maximizing that, but I end up with a lot of holes in my map because you know the tiles won't perfectly fit so i'm wondering if i'm maybe focusing too much on that and less on on like just filling out an entire map the best bet for you on honestly is getting as many tiles as you can and the way to do that is to do as many quests as you can so you have like the quests that you probably know very well by now where it's like build a city with x amount of houses um, but yeah. then after you do a thing like that, some of those quests turn into those flag quests where you have to hover over the flag and see it shows you like a border around the city you just built and it wants mm -hmm. you to close off the city. So basically the object there is to not put more city tiles there to like. So you, okay. I mean, I, I, I've seen the flags, that. but I thought it was, I didn't understand that mechanic. Yeah, it could be more clear. Like when you hover over the flag with your mouse, you'll see mm -hmm. uh, whatever color of the flag is. It's usually like yellow or brown or green or whatever um but you'll see different edges of the city or in this case the city uh they'll glow and you close those off so you can put like a lake there trees whatever anything that's not gonna connect put that there once you isolate it you'll get a bunch of points and tiles um, okay so so maybe that's a big part of what i'm missing then yeah maybe Cause i think the max i've gotten is like six between six and seven thousand points on a on a playthrough which is baby scores so yeah, and then after that, it's just kind of branching out and trying to find those extra tile types like that you get for kind of exploring the, the map yeah. or the board the, or whatever. The boat, like I got a tile with a boat and a tile with a train that like goes back and forth if you connect it. Does that, is that, that's just, or is that like extra, is I there something else? It's just cosmetic, that? honestly. I don't think okay. it does anything. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty new to this. We have about the same playtime. Uh, it's a cool little, uh, cool little hex puzzle game, Dwarf Romantic. Uh, check that out if you have not. Uh, did you want to talk about the other thing you're playing? Since I'll probably play more of it. We can talk about it next week. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, that's what we're playing. Uh, Xenoblade, God of War, Unrailed, Dwarf Romantic. We're busy motherfuckers. Uh, so we're going to do the indie shout now. Every week, one of us takes a turn plugging one indie game, and then I usually interject and add a, th a few of my own. Uh, can be a new game, old game, doesn't really matter as long as it's indie. This week, it's going to be Ian's turn. What do you got for us? Yeah, so to, uh, today I want to shout out uh, an indie game that I really love. Uh, Minor Key Games Neon Struct, uh, which is a super vibey, low poly uh, stealth game. Um, at its heart, it's it's very much a, uh, a take on the on the old school thief formula of uh of stealth uh so it's uh, a lot of sound based uh you know determining where people are based on the sounds of their footsteps uh light based uh concealment stuff like that and um yeah like i say it's got this fantastic vibe it's got a really engaging story um it's got this 
sort of beautifully realized, um, low poly stylized cyberpunk universe that it's set in. And it's divided up into uh, stealth missions and um, these sort of interstitial uh, hub world sandboxes that are stuffed with secrets. It's sort of new deus exe in that way. Um, it's a great example. You know, a lot of people, uh, in indie development talk about this sort of mythical idea of like, a, uh, you know, a small or lightweight immersive sim. Um, and I would say that, uh, uh, you know, in its channeling of, of the old school thief design philosophy, Neon Struct is probably the closest I've seen anything to actually delivering on that because it's, it's so scoped down, it's so streamlined, but it really has, uh, the mechanical depth um, and the and the um, uh, support for varied play styles, or or at least approaches to levels, um, you know, and lots of hidden secrets and stuff that that yeah. you know I associate with immersive sim. So yeah, minor key games, Neon Struct, check it's, it out. It's it seventeen ninety nine US on Steam, and there's also a free trial or a free demo, I should say. On yeah, Steam as we're well. checking. Out. It's got a great soundtrack too by a uh, a band called. Um, I don't know. I can't I remember. Saw, I saw their name recently. The home, the home, something. Uh, it's a great like sort of synthwave, uh, uh, synthwave soundtrack. I listened to it a lot when I was uh, uh, had just played the game. It's got the great vibes as well. So Looks yeah, like you can make your own levels too. Out. The home. You can. There, there is, there is a, a community, uh, community map building uh, to some extent. It's a pretty small community, I think, because it's a pretty, a pretty small, you know, sort of under the radar game. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's great. And that soundtrack's by the Home Conversion, by the way. That's uh, we're checking out as well, independently of the game. But and they made Super Win the Game too. That's a uh, that's an old classic. The same Super Win the Game. Yeah. Is that a, that's a, that's Minor Key Games as well? Yeah. That's oh, that. cool. I don't know if I call it a classic, but I've known about that game for a long time. I didn't realize that was the same, looks, same people. Like they yeah, they've got, a, they've got a few. Sorry? So it looks like they have a bundle for sale, like a bunch of minor key games. And there's some that I kind of recognize. Yeah. Um, about 55 bucks, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's primarily a solo project of uh, David Lindsay Pittman, uh, a solo game developer. He may work with his brother as well. I can't remember. Cool stuff for sure. Yeah. Rock Paper Shotgun said, What if Deus Ex had been like Liberty Island throughout Neon? Street? Yeah, it's an interesting, you know, I see a lot of Deus Ex comparisons, and I think the cyberpunk, um, you know, element really uh, brings those out. But, you know, uh, I would definitely point out to anybody who's like, you know, uh, into into those games and whatnot, you're, this is going to be way more mechanically similar to Thief than Deus Ex, but vibe wise, it's going to be similar to Deus Ex. So. Right. All right. Well, I always interrupt the indie shout and shout out some stuff that I've been playing as well. Um, is there anything else you want to say about Neon Struct before I switch gears? Here? No, I don't think so. All right. It does look cool. You guys should check it out. Um, I'll try to throw a link to the Steam page. Uh, I still need to compile that that spreadsheet or figure out a curator page or something for all the indie shouts we do. Um, but the other one I want to talk about is a game called X Zodiac, and it's basically... Uh, Star Fox, like OG Star Fox on the SNES. Um, I don't want to say it's kind of a clone in a way. Like I only played through the first level because I'm that bad, and it, I was really bad, <laughs> worse than I ever remember being at Star Fox. Uh, and it felt very, 
like true to Star Fox. And I think that's intentional. I don't think that like it's not plagiarism. I think it's like an homage. Are you playing so, as animals? Um, no. I don't believe so. Anyway, I didn't get too deep into the story. Um, there were some issues with, uh, what was it? There was something that was preventing me. I think it was keybinds or something. Something was making my time with it frustrating. So I played, once I got through the first level, after like half an hour, uh, I decided to stop. I played a little bit of the second level and it was like all ice based and uh, it was kind of cool, but I sucked so bad that I just stopped. Were you, were you using gamepad or, or keyboard? Gamepad. I tried to use a keyboard and mouse and there, I could be wrong, but I could not figure out a way to make, make that functional. It required inputs on the arrow keys um, and like enter and spacebar and just weird keys that I could not rebind that were not natural for me to use. Interesting. So the better option was absolutely keyboard and mouse. But the game looks great. It's uh, it's made by developer Monkey, I want to guess. M-N-K-Y. Published by Pixel Jam. Uh, it's doing pretty good for itself, I guess, for like a tiny game. How much is it? It's like 10 bucks. 10 bucks on Steam. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, and I don't know how many levels there are, but if you love Star Fox, like, this is it. Like, everything from, like, level select, the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay feels just like Star Fox. And I believe, I didn't get this far myself, but there are, according to the screenshots I see, there are levels where you are not in a ship. You are, like, on a speeder bike or, like, on the ground. And I don't know. So it looks like they did innovate in some ways. I just haven't gotten there yet. But that's X-Zodiac. Check that out. And, uh, yeah. That's, uh... Oh, I, <laughs> I had this stupid thing here. Um, I don't really want to cover this game. Not yet, anyway. I did request a key, so we'll see if it's hot garbage or if it's good. You'll see Sarah watching you play this, too. Yeah, my divorce story, which, from what I can gather, is like a cheating spouse simulator. I just wanted to kind of laugh at it for a second and read through the game features. Um... And these are features written by the developer on Keymailer. Like, these are the the highlights. The battle of wits with your spouse begins. Within six months of discovering the affair, you must gather enough evidence and bring it before the court. In this nightmare of a life, you must maintain a healthy relationship with your spouse. But behind your spouse's back, you're gathering evidence for a successful divorce. <laughs> this feels like a game bred from real life trauma. I was gonna say this sounds yeah. like he's currently going through this, and <laughs> you write what you know, right? A breath-stopping minigame. Figure out the password to your spouse's computer before you get caught. Hold your breath so you don't wake your spouse as you gather information from their phone. <laughs> uh, and apparently, there's a bunch of endings to unlock. Um, some are happy, some are sad. Whatever. Uh, I hope I get a key for this because I. At the very least, I want to look at it. Just see. I kind of cringe at it. Like, it makes me feel a little uncomfortable. But hey, maybe it's good. Who knows? Uh, but that's uh, yeah, that's what we've been playing. And that's the, the indie stuff. So I guess we can talk about some current events. Um, today, actually. Did you guys uh, check out this Forspoken trailer nonsense? <laughs> I did watch it, yeah. Do you think it's overblown straight away? Like... Well, I mean, I mean, almost everything that uh, almost every controversy on the internet is overblown. Um, that said, I mean, look, you know, you know, we've talked about this. 
you know, I don't, I don't really care for this sort of, uh, I don't know, pseudo relatable, like, you know, hello fellow kids sort of approach to writing. It feels <laughs> insincere to me, you know, it's, very, uh, it's, it's one very, of the, it's, very Whedon-esque. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, and it's one of the, it's one of the things that I have issues with in Borderlands and I was sort of getting that vibe from this trailer. So like, I'm not going to sit here and say like, you know, no, I'm, I'm like thrilled by this trailer and I need to play this game immediately. Um, but on the other side of things, like, you know, people like to fly into histrionics about this stuff. And I, I can't help but think that like, you know, there are, there are, <laughs> There, there are clock punching devs like who are working on that game who uh, yeah. <laughs> sort of see this out of the the peripheral their peripheral vision and uh, that's gotta that's gotta suck at the I'd heart. be willing to bet that the the dialogue because that's what's being criticized here if you're unfamiliar it's just the really bad dialogue and delivery and I'm willing to bet though that that's not lifted straight out of like the game's tutorial where it's like you know I, I'm pretty sure those are probably marketing materials. I think you're probably right about that. So, you know, uh, if the game we'll itself is uh, performed in that way, I think that bodes very poorly. But I think especially now with uh, it's like five months off from release and that's if it doesn't get another delay. Um, I think they've received enough feedback from this uh, tweet controversy alone that if that's sort of the vibe of the game, they may uh, want to sort of look at that again. That's assuming that the old, the old people in in the suits in corporate are like, eh, maybe we should make a game that people like. They're just Bushevis, um, all of them, with skateboards. <laughs> it sounds. But like I don't know that 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 trailer that trailer came off as like I mentioned it a little earlier is like like uh very you mentioned like hey fellow kids it felt like like Lizzie McGuire show where yeah. where like like yeah. hey. I'm wondering, you're probably wondering how I got here, you know, <laughs> where they're like talking in like, like a, like a diary type of style. It makes it's me weird. Think, look at this thing. I'm going to, okay. So for those listening here, uh, for the video show, I'll put this on screen, but, uh, for those listening, I'm sending an image to Josh and Ian. I saw this on Twitter and it made me actually laugh. <laughs> <laughs> It's a picture of screen grab from Forspoken trailer, and it says, "So there I was, barbecue sauce on my titties." That's like it's like there it is. It's very reminiscent of the Danny DeVito. So anyway, I started shooting. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's that. Uh, Another thing we can touch on, just because it's kind of freaking funny, is uh, the whole Microsoft (laughs) accusing Sony of paying off studios (laughs) to to keep them off of the Game Pass platform. Which is, uh, it's a whole thing. If you're not really following, I don't blame you. Uh, plus, you can watch Skill Up if you really want to get into the uh, the nitty-gritty with these sort of corporate shenanigans. He likes to cover that stuff pretty heavily. But essentially, with, the, uh, with Activision Blizzard being bought by Microsoft, it sent the whole kind of larger games industry into this survey mode where they kind of give their thoughts about the acquisition. Like, oh, is this good or bad for games as a whole? Is this monopolizing, etc.? And uh, the short version is that this is all a uh, an anonymous procedure everywhere, I guess, except for Brazil, where they just leaked all this info and we got to see corporate entities acting like middle schoolers. <laughs> um, Was there ever any doubt, really? Uh... Yeah, I, I mean, I guess. I, I just, <laughs> I don't know. The, I love the quote 
So I guess the the thing is Sony's saying, you know, oh, Microsoft has Call of Duty, and you know, that's not exclusive. Because Call of Duty is not going exclusive, from what I understand. Uh, but the Microsoft quote is what I enjoy the most, and it says, this is Microsoft speaking now, Considering that exclusivity strategies have been at the core of Sony's strategy to strengthen its presence in the games industry, and that Sony is a leader in the distribution of digital games, Sony's concern with possible exclusivity of Activision's content is incoherent, to say the least. And that's as close, I think, as you get. <laughs> in, in other corpo, words, Your Honor, they're speak. full of shit. Yeah, that's as close to a burn as you get, I think, in corporate speak. <laughs> I think it's funny though. Throughout that whole article, they they bring up all these points and and they're very hypocritical. Every single one of them, like I, like they all do exclusives. Now and Sony's talking about like Game Pass and and, and because uh, what do you what do you say? It was because they uh, uh, Xbox was saying that that or Microsoft was saying that Sony was like paying people to stay off of Game Pass or whatever. Yeah, but like Ian, we talked about this very briefly before the show started. Uh, isn't that like what exclusivity is, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think in this case, weren't they like, weren't they? I mean, it, it wasn't the fact that they were trying to keep it exclusive to Sony. They were just specifically keeping it off of Game Pass, wasn't it? I guess so. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's still like, I mean, that's that's the again, you're not endorsing like, it or anything. It was like essentially sort of bribing. Like, I mean, that's the cutthroat sort of business strategy. And there's, I think, a, a tendency, um, you know, um, amongst, uh, you know, certain parts of the, the gaming community to really want to find a way in which exclusivity is somehow an undermining of sort of free market principles. But, I mean, it's really just the, the logical application of, of you know, business strategies in, in capitalism to controlling your product. As long as it's, it's not, not necessarily illegal, a good thing, you, go. you know, but yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like it's against the rules of capital. <laughs> so. It's just interesting. Uh, this is from a uh, video game Chronicle article, by the way. Uh, but it, apparently Sony said they, their claim was that the acquisition could influence users to switch to Xbox because, and this is a quote, it's an essential game, a blockbuster, a triple-A game that has no rival. I, I, I mean, Battlefield, Battlefield's kind of the rival. I mean, maybe, but, like, how many properties does Sony have that kind of fall into that same sort of thing? You know, like... Or Nintendo. <laughs> well, nin yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, fair, though, Nintendo develops all those on their own. But franchises that span, like, multiple generations now that are exclusive to them, that are their big money makers. Like, I don't know, I think it's kind of a dumb argument. I, I, I mean, I will I will personally agree that the the whole monopoly thing is kind of getting out of hand. It's, it's, it's kind of true. Uh, just absorbing all these huge studios, you know, into Microsoft and other uh, companies like that, the large companies. But uh, at the same time, you know, with outside of the fact that just the fact that it's Activision Blizzard being merged with Microsoft, two gigantic billion dollar companies uh, merging. <laughs> the fact that they're complaining about Call of Duty specifically is just silly to me. That's funny to me too, yeah. yeah. It's also funny that this was news last week, but 
that Microsoft's defense was, what? Like, Activision Blizzard games aren't that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just spent all this just money, small little... billions of dollars, but... Small little um, indie studio. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, though, that's uh, that's as far as we're getting into uh, the news, I guess, if you want to call that news. Uh, but now it's time for uh, stuff that we're going to do as soon as I fix the volume and I hit the button and... Yeah, it's part of the show, the cover story, where we focus on a single game and we're going to build a discussion around it. Last week was a classic. Uh, Destiny 2, of course. Um, <laughs> this week, uh, it's Phasmophobia from uh, Kinetic Games. And this one kind of holds... It's a little know, bittersweet, dear spot think, in our hearts. Um, but yeah, it's sort of become. I don't know. How do you want to? How do you want to frame this tale? I'm I sure. mean, I discovered I discovered phasmophobia. Sure, so, so you know, Josh and I have known each other for a while now. Um, but he introduced me to you, Casey, and our sort of immediate circle of friends. I guess a couple of years ago now. And, uh, you know, I mean, it started with a, a game of Among Us, but then I was sort of in the Discord server, you know, and uh, one of the first other games uh, that was, it was sort of hot at the at that point. I read a little bit about it, but Josh was like, hey, do you want to, you want to play it? And it was Phasmophobia. And it became a, f- a fucking obsession uh, yeah. for me for, for quite some time. I mean, I think I have close to 150 hours in it. You went pretty I mean, hard. Yeah. Five, yeah. five of us out of our group really played the shit out of that game. Uh, well, maybe Ryan not so much, but uh, you know, it, uh, you, me, Casey, and Beard played the hell out of that for a while. Yeah. And now, look, I mean, there are people out there with with probably thousands of hours in the game. They're like level, you know, fifteen thousand or whatever. I'm not there, but you know, I any time that Phasma was going on, I was trying to play for sure. I really yeah, loved like, it. It was that was like our daily driver co-op game for a yeah. solid, what, six months or more? Yeah, we, we played it around uh, Halloween, too, I think, when the when it first uh, came out in, yeah. in early access and was, like, picking up steam. And there was so nothing think, else like it, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it was yeah, very, very fresh. It was very... It, there's a huge amount of nostalgia, even though it's not, like, that old of a game, but... Yeah, it's still in early access, I believe. Uh, it still yeah. hasn't hit its 1.0 release. Um, but for those unacquainted with Phasmo, which is what we have come to call it, uh, Phasmophobia, the title, I guess, is the, what, the fear of ghosts? or Fear of ghosts, yeah. yeah. Um, and the whole idea is that you and your friends go to haunted places with a van full of tools and uh, sort of go ghost hunting and kind of figure it out through clues and signs uh, what ghost it is. And you can die, but you, you know, you don't want to die. <laughs> You, you lose make money. money. Yeah, <laughs> you make your money, and then you buy gear with the money. And that's what and the fantasy yeah. itself is yeah. uh, is intriguing to me because, like, when I was in high school, I mean, I remember I used to go around with my friends. We'd explore abandoned houses, do I don't know whatever the equivalent is to urban exploration when you live in the middle of the country and not in the middle of an urban <laughs> <laughs> setting. Right. Um, you know, and that was always fun. Obviously, you know, we didn't have like EMFs or ghost hunting equipment or anything like that. But um, this is sort of the the fantastical extrapolation of that uh, pastime for me. So, you know, it's there, yeah. there's for me, there's a little bit of a like almost like a coziness to it, really. 
Uh, I mean, outside of being scared shitless occasionally because, you know, you get jump scared or you're the one that gets locked in the in the building when a hunt goes down uh, when everyone else is outside. But uh, th there's still a bit of a coziness aspect to me, just having, you know, your your group of friends playing in. And it's kind of like you said, it gives that feeling of, you know, I've always wanted to do that sort of stuff where, you know, you're, you're doing the urban exploration and going around these creepy places and basically Jesus Christ. Sorry about that. <laughs> what is happening over there? Josh, Josh is being haunted. Are you okay? <laughs> My headphones. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, <laughs> I do agree with the coziness yeah. factor because, like, yeah. who among us has not, uh, as a younger person, probably a child or a teenager, been hanging out with their with their friends and you know just kind of fed off of each other's fear, walking through mm. a dark, scary place? Um, oh, yeah. There's something kind of intoxicating and cool about that, and that makes it nostalgic for me. Um, Good sleepover fodder, right yeah, there. Yeah, and that's this is the closest I think, the closest that a game has kind of ever come to sort of nailing that specific uh, sensation. But but now it feels like it feels like it's it's focusing on like min maxing and just kind of like I feel like it's focusing on the wrong things, right? Like it, yeah. we always talk about you know they have like twenty four ghosts now. Back when yeah. we you know it used to be like from, it was, I less think it was than ten. Oh, really? was it? I don't, I don't know. You might be right, but uh, if it's focusing on putting on these new ghosts, and that's cool and everything, but we need more maps, maybe new mechanics, uh, as far as like not the ghosts, but like I don't know, just uh, things to interact with, you know. In, yeah, in the... so for all of us, this game has kind of gone for, through this phase of being this like sort of indie darling that we love, and then over time, as as it's gotten very popular, it's increased budget and dev size and uh, output and they're they're working on things which is good you know good for them i'm happy for the success they've gotten but much like no man's sky for me where like the game sort of slowly is becoming less and less and less of what made it special to me in the first place i think that's happening here like this is a game that was on my top my top 10 list it, granted it was number 10 uh for 2020's best games of the year um but now i i struggle to like if so if ian was to be like yo let's Let's play some Phasmo. I'd be like, ah. <laughs> you know, like I don't really no, want to yeah. play Phasmo anymore. It's a combination of things. There's a couple of things. First of all, yeah, I mean, we, we definitely played the game into the ground for the sure. months that we played it. But um, on that point, and though, you'd think that we would be excited and thrilled to come back for new content. Well, right. this is sort of the other side of it, and I think I think there is sort of an, a, a sort of irrational, emotional thing about it, at least for me, where we were so. I mean, we were there like right at the beginning. I mean, we were sort of building our own meta and we like knew the game inside and out. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, Pastor, I mean, we were like so on fire. Um, and so, yeah, like, well, you know, sort of the rational like game consumer brain would be like, oh, we're ready for more content. Content. Uh, we almost had this sort of, you know, get off my property, like, <laughs> you, 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 you know, big entities coming in to try and move us, you know, change the land, develop our neighborhood, and we just want to keep the natural beauty, right. you know? And, and I think part of that, too, is, like, when we started to play it. I mean, one of the major factors, I think, in this game's success, aside from its its originality, which is, you know, very pure, I think. Yeah, it still holds um, on today, too, and it's fostered how many freaking clones and... Oh yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely you know on a on a cutting edge of of some sort. Um, but we also played it, you know, when we when we first sort of grouped together and started playing this game, you know, it was the, the really the height of the lockdown period, right? 
Yeah. So like nobody was doing yeah. anything. Every, we were all just like else, stuck inside. Everyone else was playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> we were playing Phasmophobia. <laughs> you know, and so yeah, and so I think I think the combination of the that attitude with the setting in which we played it, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, maybe it's it's sort of a neurotic, quirky thing on our part, but you know, it did foster a certain sort of territorial <laughs> feeling about the like, uh I'm trying to think of other games that I've followed closely from the very beginning, and one comes to mind is Everspace 2, which I adore. And I'm not going to go crazy into detail about that game specifically, but I was there, you know, when the game is a different thing than it is now. Like, it's changed, and they've added new things and changed mechanics, and I have not found any of the new stuff to be a negative at all. It's all stuff that I am excited to consume. I reinstall the game every update, and I play through the new stuff. Um, and I'll play it all over again at, when it hits 1.0 and they wipe all the saves. But with, for some reason, with Phasmo, like all the new stuff they add, and I'm talking about mechanically, it all serves to be more alienating in a, in a weird way. Like it, it feels, feels very of, opaque to me. I, for I, sure. I think that's, that's what I was talking about with like the min maxing. It's not, they're obvious. I mean, they're not, I don't know. I, I feels like they're encouraging it because they're like, here, here's hard mode. Uh, you know, here's all these things that the ghost can do now to, to, to fuck with you. And in, in theory, it sounds like it should make it better because like, in, in some of it does like the ghost being able to like whip open the doors on you when you're hiding and stuff like that. But then there's other things like where the ghost can move rooms now. And it's like, well, yeah, when you're in a huge map, how does that, you know, make it better right. I, that it can wander around. If you play on hard, like, cause all right, this goes into kind of like inside baseball with Phasma a little bit, but like there's a clock that gives you sort of like a grace period to kind of find where the ghost is and set up your your tools and, you know, do do the ghost stuff. If you play on hard, that clock's at zero. You have no grace time, uh, meaning that you're in danger the moment you step foot into the, the location. And now ghosts can like wander. So like the ghost room can be this room and it could like just leave and go upstairs somewhere. And, you know, depending on how coordinated you are, or if you're having a good or a bad run, you can spend like fucking 10, 15 minutes trying to set up one room. And then you realize, oh, it's not even here anymore. Um, to me, that's like kind of disheartening almost. It's like, ugh, like got to move all this shit upstairs. I don't know. That's Well, you're sitting there, you're dicking around looking for any kind of clue because you got like the one EMF reading or something like that. And then, and then, you know, so you spend all this time looking for clues, looking for clues, and then someone finally eventually just decides to wander around in a different area, and oh, I caught some uh, low temps here, or, or yeah. a phone's ringing off in the distance, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely str struggled with the, the new mechanics uh, myself, although, you know, part of me wonders if this is just like a microcosm of my existence as a, you know, slowly aging person right it's sort of reminding me this maybe this is a little maybe this gets a little a little i don't know a little a little uh, melancholic but uh, but it reminds me of uh so so you know i am a i i'm, a, I'm an adult child of divorce so my parents split up when i uh, was already grown up and it created this sort of weird situation where this like sort of uh you know home familial space that i had in my memory you know, it just didn't exist anymore. I couldn't go back to it. Everything was more complicated and required more efforts to, to sort of manage my uh, interfacing with my various family members. And 
it sort of reminds me of my relationship with Phasma, which, you know, used to be this sort of, like you say, this quaint, cozy, happy place, uh, you know, for me and my friends. And it's, it's sort of moved on without me. Yeah. Goddamn Zoomers. No, I mean, part of me wonders, too, because like you said, with the age thing, like we're not young motherfuckers anymore. Maybe maybe there's like the tiniest element of like, get off my lawn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. Like this shit was fine. You fucked it up. Old dogs, new tricks. That whole (laughs) thing. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, like again, I don't want to bog listeners down who are unfamiliar with like details about gameplay. But a lot of a lot of my frustrations with the game come down to that. Like things like the tools that they that they had were you know simple and effective at first. Um, But there's like this RNG element to many of the tools now, where like. You don't even know if this is a tool that will give you a clue, but you get to sit there and stare at it until something maybe happens. Well, like I mean, the the we played one session right before the show just to just to get a little bit of the the whiff on us. <laughs> uh, like we <laughs> that phasmo stank on me. <laughs> yeah, but the uh, it took how long for us to get that last clue? It was the spirit box, and yeah, you know and we, we go in there and we're talking to it for for how long, and then finally. Well, yeah. What, half an hour later, I mean. it's, like, it's like, oh, it's like fake, inflated uh, difficulty almost. Where it's like you, you gave me the right tool. I used it for 15 fucking minutes. Didn't get anything <laughs> back. I used it in the right place. I used it in the right way. And the ghost was just like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm not gonna give you shit. <laughs> it but changes the vibe, right? Overall. Yeah, it just kind of feels like, well, why the fuck can I get this 15 minutes ago? It's know. funny, I sort of, I remember now, too, like, I, you know, maybe, I think, <laughs> not that he was ever as enthusiastic as the rest of us, but our buddy Knox was probably the first to start to go, uh, yeah. uh, you know, go off of Phasmo. And it, he expressed, you know, he didn't necessarily feel the changes in the game, but he felt the changes in the group. Because when it started, I was, like, completely reckless, going in, cussing <laughs> at the ghost, you know, just screaming <laughs> my lungs off, almost certain to die. Uh, but we started to get better at the game, and then we were like, you know, very, you know, fastidious, and, and we had a system and everything. I don't think he he likes that anymore. And then the game sort of pulled pulled that on us, you know. Right. Well, I feel like changed its personality. Yeah, that's the thing. We, like, we could probably go back to playing it like that, but it, now it doesn't even let you because you'll just you'll just die. Period. It's basically yeah. that meme where the couple's laying in the bed, and it's like, I wonder, I, I bet he's thinking about other other women. <laughs> it's just, the, the guy's just thinking about a pile of smudge sticks or some shit. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I it's know. it's certainly, you know, for whatever, you know, complaints, you know, or, or alienation I might experience from it now, you know, I, I still look at it, I say, just like you know, we mentioned earlier, it's a fiercely original game. It's probably the most interesting and original spin on the the sort of PT residential horror that you know mm. preceded it uh, to some extent. And there, there's something to be said for that because there's a there's a lot to distinguish yourself among the people who were imitating you know PT elements of PT at the time uh, or right. even now. <laughs> I don't know. I still have the, like, I'm still kind of holding out for Phasmophobia. Um, I don't, because there's just so many cool things that they could do. And I really want them to be the ones that get to do it, you know? Um, Because this game has spawned so many people trying to jump on the Phasmo hype train. 
and they're making their own innovations and some of them land some of them don't but i still have this this kind of love and appreciation for the game i want them to make the best version of this game because i think they deserve it i have a question for you so because i see in the notes you're talking about like instead of adding new ghosts why not expand on the existing ones do you think there's like a possibility like like how how do you think they should expand because I'm, I'm thinking like if there's a way uh for them to maybe add a little bit of of character to because you know like they they have names right and you can say the names to piss them off but is there a way to like expand on that sort of thing where each even though it's like a type of ghost maybe the ghost there's a little bit of backstory there that you can use in the game mechanics somehow or something like that I'm not sure how I would actually change things myself because I'm not a game designer, but I don't know. It's just, it's just waiting to be, to be done properly. I think it's like the whole idea of having these ghosts that have different traits who leave different forms of evidence. It's such a cool idea. Um, and I think it could feel much more sort of real than it does. It kind of feels like, oh, lay down the ghostwriting book. Does, does the ghost interact? Does it fire? Yes. No. And it d does like a quick binary check every 10 seconds. Yes. Right. No. And then, it's almost and then, too abstracted to be right. sort of properly immersive. And then all the ghosts basically behave the same way. Um, they're flicking lights off. They, you know, doing, I, to me, Phasma is the most cool when like, oh, this type of ghost. I think they changed like how a bunch of the ghosts uh, behave. Because they used to have really kind of identifying traits, which I guess they didn't like because it made it too easy to find the correct ghost, I guess. There were times like sometimes and that, but that kind of balanced out the, the whole like waiting for certain clues, like when you sure. were waiting around for that last clue. But when because the then gave you when the game you could forced deduce. you to observe what the ghost was doing, I thought that was the coolest part of the game. Yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, how's this ghost behaving? Is it fucking with the water? Is it turning the lights on and off? Is it hunting a lot? Um, That's definitely the most immersive uh, elements yeah. of it, I think. Yeah, um, and then and the fact is like us who are standing outside the on the cusp on the threshold of the building with a <laughs> with a Ouija board, <laughs> just just formulaically checking it off the list. Nope, not a demon. Let's go. What were you gonna say? I'm so sorry. Oh no, no, I was I was just gonna say you know uh, uh, I mean the the idea that these um, these ghosts have defining characteristics and that you know some of them are, are drawn from you know various mythologies and whatnot. I mean there's there's you know I think an avenue potentially to expand on that, but it would require a, 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 a particular design direction and philosophy that yeah. I don't think Phasmo is engaging with at the moment. The cat's kind of out of the bag now too. Like they've added. A I believe 12, like I counted 12 tonight, 12 ghosts that I was either completely unfamiliar with or that I've only been tight, like only seen a few, t a few times. We got the, we got the twins this time. And I, I feel like yeah. that was maybe like the second time. Right. Um, that we've gotten that, but I think the cat's out of the bag. Like it's like they added all these ghosts. They're not going to take them away now. They, right. They're not course. bungee. Like, they're not going <laughs> to content vault the, the 12 ghosts they just added. So I don't know. It's, it's probably a, a matter of Phasmos going down a path I can't follow. Well, it's a shame what you say, too, because, uh, you know, I mean, even the notion that, oh, I'm being able to identify these, you know, ghosts by their trait and just by being really observant and knowing their behaviors, um, making that too easy. 
there's an element of fantasy that you could play into there, uh, you know, there as well. Like, vet, I mean, veteran players could sort of, you know, get off on the idea of, of filling that role in the ghost story of the like the grizzled veteran, you know, <laughs> mystic or, or occultist ghost hunter who knows all the tricks. You know, I mean, there's something <laughs> about that uh, well, there's archetype. Some people, some people play Phasmo specifically with this kind of like thing in mind. Like they, they will go in with no tools. They just go into the house empty-handed, and they'll just figure it out. Um, and maybe they are noticing things that I'm not noticing, but I don't think that that's a realistic way to play the play the game as it's been designed. I think if you're noticing, it's not if you're, fun. You're just taking the fun out for yourself, in my opinion. Well, I mean, if you're doing that because the ghost is doing all these cool things that you get to notice, fine. But if you're doing that because you're sort of like, I don't know, you have like an Excel spreadsheet in your head of like, oh, this ghost does this, this ghost does that. <laughs> And that's a little bit different. Um, I don't know. Honestly, there's not a whole bunch to say about this game. Um, especially since someone, we haven't given it enough attention uh, since all these changes have happened. But uh, some, Someone tag Kinetic Games so they can make all these changes we're talking about. They have a pretty active Discord. <laughs> um, and uh, and uh, on Reddit as well. They have a pretty active subreddit. They're always... Uh, I forget the, the dev's name. The main guy. Um, the first original original dev. He's pretty uh, pretty good with the community. He comments on things and he implements changes that people ask for. Um, I think at the end of the day, it might boil down to the same thing that it boils down to me, like I said earlier with No Man's Sky, is that uh, the people, the vast majority of the people playing the game want a different game than the one that I wanted. And that's the <coughs> We reserve... He's reserve the right to be cantankerous on our own podcast. Sure. <laughs> Game, we're gamers of a certain age at this point. And <laughs> yeah, well, that's Phasmo. Uh, I do commend them for all the work that they've done. You know, it's not easy, uh, especially going from you know zero to a hundred the way they have. They handled it really well, and uh, the game has not increased in price. It's still, I believe, thirteen ninety nine US. That's which a, is what that's it. A yeah, which is what it was when price. I when I uh, put it in my top ten list in twenty twenty. So good for them they could have at least bumped it up to 20 bucks you know but they didn't so they probably will at launch i'm not sure <laughs> now that you mention it <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's phasmophobia that's the cover story uh i liked that it was kind of nice and contained it didn't trail on for too long um but we're gonna move on with the show welcome back Patch notes. This is the part of the show where we're going to answer your questions, reply to your messages. Uh, if you want to participate in patch notes, you can send your patch notes. Gotta love the dad jokes. Uh, send those to gamesIGuessPodcast at gmail.com. You can shoot uh, shoot us a tweet on Twitter at IGuessGames on Twitter. Also, I think the best place to, to interact with this show in general is on our link tree. It has a weird, they split up the URL all weird so that I can't say it very well. But if you go to Twitter, it's the only link that I use there on Twitter. Um, you can watch the show there, listen to the show there on whatever platform you want, and you can send in your patch notes to questions straight from that Linktree link. So uh, go there, check it out, send us stuff. This week, uh, we have Ryan again. This one's for Josh. <laughs> Hello. Josh, if you could, how would you redesign Destiny to be more like a looter shooter that you would enjoy? Uh, uh, popcorn. <laughs> throw it in the trash. Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, Jesus. <laughs> Here we uh, go again. <laughs> CJ. Uh, the Reckoning. Um, anyway, so I would probably, I mean, as much as you hate to hear it, I would take 
the MMO aspect out of it. Period. Um, I would make it. I would make it basically all about story, less about uh, the MMO thing, and uh, that would probably be a huge thing for me. I don't know when um, me and Ian are sitting around. It would just around, be Halo. When Halo, me and Ian are sitting Destiny. around yeah. and we're really wanting to play Destiny. This is how the conversation goes. Like, man, I, I really want to do that MMO thing again. Yeah, me too. You want to play that MMO thing game? Yeah, let's go get our MMO thing fixed right now. And then we hop in Destiny. I my guess. Bad I mean, joke, I don't know what you guys do on your own time. point is that I don't think anybody plays this game for for that reason. Anyway. I feel like if, if you want MMO stuff, Casey, you're more likely to play something like Final Fantasy. Or World of Warcraft or, you know. World of Warcraft. I love MMOs. I'll play an actual MMO. I'm, I'm one of those weird, elitist, stingy kind of assholes about MMOs in general. I, I think the term is used super broadly. Um, and to me, an MMO is World of Warcraft. Like classic, <laughs> WASD, action bars. That's an MMO. An MMO is not just a game that has a bunch of people playing it. But that's, I mean, I, that's I guess that could have been a... The definition of massively no, it, no, actually, it's not. It's not. It's not. That's what all those words mean if you parse them apart, sure. But uh, an MMO yeah. is yes. not just any game with a bunch of big player base. I'm, I'm grossly underqualified to uh, Ask continue anyone who plays MMOs what an MMO is. They will agree with me. I'm sure they will. Destiny is not an MMO. It has MMO elements, is the point. Does it, though? What does it have in common with World of Warcraft? Or or, or Wildstar? Or Grinding any of the loot. Final Fantasy fourteen? Massively multiplayer? I think calling Destiny massively multiplayer is a joke. You can play with up to six people at one time. And there are the instances and dungeons? In the huh? There are instances, dungeons, etc.? The raids? Oh, man. See, I, don't just, draw I mean, there are aspects of MMO in this game. See, I've never played no, WoW or Final Fantasy or any of that, so I don't really know how the, the moment having, to moment compares. Having, Dude, this is, I knew. Ryan, having, I hate you. Fuck you, having Ryan. Instanced, <laughs> having instanced... I knew this was going to turn into... Let me speak. Having instanced multiplayer content does not mean it has dungeons or has raids like an MMO does. It's not the same thing. They're literally it's, called raids. It's a word, Josh. A raid in oh, World oh, yeah, of Warcraft sorry, is twenty. A raid in World of Warcraft is twenty to forty people who spend three <laughs> months, every fucking night or at least once a week, making tiny progress on one little thing. And everybody anyway, has I was a asked job. A there are healers. <laughs> I there are tanks. It. There are damage dealers. All who have min-maxed their stats and their builds and their gear for that specific purpose. Destiny has people do that in Destiny three, too. Destiny, they get nope, builds. Nope, nope. Destiny has types. three. To, Destiny has three to six people who shoot guns. No yes. one tanks. No one heals. There no are one no puts stats. up shields. No one puts up little healing circles. You're right. It's definitely not the same thing. And it's like, the exact oh. same thing. Oh yeah, you're right. Destiny's an MMO, Josh. But you know, words don't have meaning. Destiny's an MMO. Hmm. That's Absolutely. that's exactly what I said. Destiny is an an MMO. Destiny is not even an MMO like. Ian, if I hear you laugh one more time, I'm gonna come up there and stick a Canadian maple there tree in your ass. Method man again. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna fucking <laughs> spread your ass cheeks and stick a coat hanger up there. 
No, I, I don't give a fuck about the Destiny side of this argument. I'm getting worked up over the MMO side of things. My roots are in Ooh. MMOs. I understand MMOs. More than half the fucking YouTube channels out there right now that are dedicated to MMOs. No way. Destiny's not an MMO. I hate those people. They go off about how, oh, it's an MMO because it has a player base. See, I told you we ended up hating each other after this. <laughs> MMOs have servers. And I don't mean the way a game like Destiny would have a server. I mean, they have like servers with shards. Like, oh, what server do you play on? Oh, I play on Big Dick Server. Oh, that's a shame. I can't play with you. I'm on Small Vagina Server. That's what I mean. MMO is a whole other thing. I can't believe that you equated dungeons and raids. I can't believe it. Anyway, uh, fuck you, Ryan, for asking this. I knew this was going to happen. I answered your question. That's it. He, he did it on purpose. Cause he I know. Knows. Of course. He knows. It's just a hot topic. But what kind of fucking answer is that, Josh? That that was the answer that I gave. I, I'm not I'm not doing the argument again. <laughs> okay. From Booba Lover sixty nine, <laughs> sent in on Linktree. How would all of you design? How would all of you design a video game themed restaurant? I wouldn't. How about you guys? Oh, I'd make it massively multiplayer. Yeah, well, you know, it's going to have instances of people dungeons, in and as long as there's more than three people there, it's an MMO. Yeah, you got to queue You got to queue up uh, to, to get into the VIP section. This is exactly. this is a, a fan. I, I also would probably not design a video game themed restaurant. I have no no interest in getting back into food service, even as a, even as a, an owner operator. <laughs> to be uh, fair. The question isn't would you, it's, it's how It's would how you? would you, yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking about that. And there, there are a lot of angles that you, you could uh, you could take. You could have like, you know, themed rooms around different video games. Like imagine the Alien Isolation themed room. You're just like chilling, enjoying your like wonton soup or something. And all of a sudden some fucking asshole in a xenomorph costume leaps out of a fucking air conditioning vent and just like grabs you yeah, it's like don't oh, take shit. don't take grandma to the <laughs> to the video game themed uh, pork restaurant. fried rice flying everywhere and you're like paintball gun start oh man i mean i guess there's um, a way you could do it but i think it would come off kind of cheap in a way because uh, like i don't know video games are drowned in licensing and you know properties and there's no way you'd have the rights to use all that stuff. The, so you'd I end up the, with some generic version. I, I guess the closest thing to that would be like uh, Medieval Knights, right? You mean that like a fancy like, video game? Even uh, what's the, the, the Rainforest Cafe is a themed restaurant. Oh, yeah. um, I went yeah. to one in New York City, uh, Times Square, called Mars 2112 when I was a child. I don't know if it exists anymore, but that was cool. Like you would go, you would take a spaceship to your table basically it was like a, a it's probably stupid i was 10 years old so but uh you would like get into this box with a screen that pretended like you were traveling through space and then the same door you walked in would open and you'd be in the restaurant and you i don't know the waiters wore like star trek uniforms and shit they probably hated their job probably but it was cool <laughs> as a as a tiny child i really liked it to the like to the point where i remember the name of the restaurant to this day yeah, there's, there's something to that. I mean, most of the video game restaurants that I'm familiar with, there were a couple in Toronto when I was living there, and they're they're not like themed, right? They're like they're like restaurants where you can go and you can like get a booth, and there's like a PlayStation there, and you can like play some Tekken or whatever you want with your friends. They had like you know uh, 
yeah. big multiplayer room in the back or whatever. I mean, that's what I what I usually see. Although, just for Booba Lover 69, we could have a, a room dedicated to... Uh, <laughs> be the MVP. His name would... Yeah, the, 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 the VIP lounge is just dedicated to famous Booba from video games. Booba Lover 69. Just for you, be, Booba he, he can be in the... Uh, or they, I should say, uh, could be in the, the uh, hentai game section. I am. I don't believe stuff. Booba Lover sixty nine is real. I still. I have this feeling it was you, Josh. It was not me. <laughs> it's an anonymous form. Any of us. Can Do you use see it. how? I am bullied on this show. You are not bullied on this show. By the way, <laughs> last you, night you would come up. I with was. A, like I was Booba brutally. Lover. I hear you laughs one more time. I'm gonna come over and kill you. <laughs> Said the bully. <laughs> I get all my words thrown back at me, twisted around, but I was brutally assaulted by this same group last night about Destiny again. Just Brutally assaulted as I begged and pleaded with you to it's play Josh. games with your friends. Josh, I was you going to play Josh, and it ended up that. As our friend Knox would say, do you need a tampon? Apparently, according to you guys. <laughs> no, I don't think you should be upset. Let's work on our themed video game restaurant, uh, uh, after the show, we'll spend the entire <laughs> night doing that. Okay. What are we gonna call it? That's the last <laughs> thing. That's the last thing we're gonna hear before the next segment starts. What's the name, Josh, of our Booba Lover sixty nine inspired? It's gonna be the Booba Lover Bistro, man. Booba Bistro. Booba Bistro. Every time. Uh, surprise mechanics is part of the show that changes every week, except for this week, because this week is part two of last week, where we were going through IGN's top 100 games of all time, ranked, and having Josh rank them so that we could psychoanalyze him later on and use his words against him some more. Uh, Josh, are you ready to give your one through five ratings of the top 50 games? Yes. Right. Hold on. I'm assuming the position. Okay. I'm <laughs> ready. Spreading those... Okay. Spreading uh, those sheets. Let's get this, uh, let's nail this. Okay. Earthbound. Uh, three. That might be yeah. the last JRPG I played, actually. Well, see, it's all coming around. It all makes sense. Diablo 2. <laughs> uh, four. Starcraft. Three. <laughs> World of Warcraft. <laughs> One. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can put zero. Still higher than the MOBAs. It's, it's the, I will put MMOs higher than MOBAs, yes. All right. KOTOR, the original, number one. Uh, I'm going to give that a four, but I did not have a lot of experience with that game. Fallout New Vegas. Five. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Pokemon, or excuse me, Final Fantasy seven. No, six. Six. Yeah, I was say, we did that already. Uh, three. Josh is like, I don't know what the fuck Final Fantasy VI is. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Yellow. Yellow? Um, yes. Five. It's the one with Pikachu on it. Yeah, I know. The yellow Pokemon. Yeah. That's, That's the extent of my Pokemon knowledge right there. <laughs> oh my. We covered it all. Oh, Jesus. We need to get you to play Temtem. <laughs> That's a good one. I like Temtem. Anyway, it's... Metroid Prime. Uh, three. Again. Not my thing. Skyrim. Five. He's a Skyrim guy, Josh. I wouldn't have guessed. 
Yeah, I love. I love. I mean, I love me Bethesda games. It's just uh, it just pisses me off that they they release it half-assed and then fucking patch in the shit. Take it up with note, Chad I just, Howard. I just applied for a Bethesda position. Oh, good luck. I hope they hear the Josh calling it half-assed. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil Four. Uh, five. Oh, Shadow of the Colossus. Three. One of my biggest gaming sins is not having an opinion on that game. I've never played it. That's not what a lot of these threes are. It's just me not really having much. Ico is really good, too. The Last of Us 2. Five. Red Dead Redemption 1. Four. Metal Gear Solid 1. Four. Civilization 4. Five. Ocarina of Time. Uh, four. Minecraft. Five. Original Halo. Halo 1. Four. Half-Life. Five. Final Fantasy 14. Uh, <laughs> t- two. I'm amazed you gave Half-Life a five. There's a lot of platforming in that first-person shooter. Doom. Uh, is this Doom like OG Doom? Probably, right? Yeah. Uh, All right. Four. It's that's 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 been a long time. Tetris. Oh, three. Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. Is that the one with Ra- Raiden riding? No. no. Okay. It's uh, the one with Naked Snake. I don't think I ever played that. I'll give it a three. Half leg. Half Life. Alex. 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 Uh, three. Someday I will play that game when I can get my hands on a VR headset. God of War. The original? Uh, three. I don't know. Uh, Chrono Trigger. Uh, three. Portal. Five. Street Fighter 2. Three. Super Mario Bros. 1. 5. Wow. Is that your cat? Yeah. <laughs> and, but Chrono Trigger gets a 3. That's a fucking hot take. And we haven't even gotten to the hot take section yet. Alright, we're talking about... That is my pre- cat. That's we're talking about preferences. Listeners, Ian's cat is okay. <laughs> uh, Undertale. Uh, th- 3. Bloodborne. Ooh, four. So fucking weird. Bioshock. <laughs> uh, four. The Last of Us one. Four. The Witcher three. Five. Halo two. Uh, four. Castlevania Symphony of the Nights. Four. Hades. I'll forgive you the Metroid Prime because you ranked Castlevania Symphony of the Night high. Appreciate it. No problem. Hades? Four. I'm surprised that's on there already. GTA 5. Five. The one that Ian hasn't touched yet, right? Yeah, I haven't touched it. I, I, I own it, but I haven't played it. That'll be a cover story someday. GTA uh, 6 would... is on the horizon. Yeah, the 10-year horizon. 
<laughs> Super Mario Brothers 3. This is not the one where you throw vegetables. Yeah. Uh, still five. That's the Tanuki one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disco Elysium. Five. Half-Life 2. Five. Red Dead Redemption 2. Five. Super Mario 64. Four. Mass Effect 2. Uh, five. <clears throat> Super Metroid. Three. Link to the Past. Three. Portal 2. Five. Super Mario World. Uh, four. Fucking blasphemy. The number one game according to IGN. Breath of the that Wild. That one was? Breath of the Wild. Breath, really? The number one game ever made by humans. <laughs> In all of time. Out of, out of spite, I'm dropping that down to a three. I think I think that's about what it deserves. That's about what I would give it anyway. Yes. I don't. This is kind of rare to have three people who aren't hot on Breath of the Wild all in one place. <laughs> there can't be that many of us in the world. Like, yeah. Whoever made that list is just jerking off to to Zelda all day. That's what they're doing. <laughs> you heard it here, Josh Musser. IGN jerks off to Zelda all day long. <laughs> so that's that's all 100 games rated now based on IGN's uh, best games of all time list. We're gonna use we this to- information in some way to abuse Josh in the future. <laughs> That's all I got. I would love to watch you play Metal Gear Solid 1, Josh. I think that would be fucking hilarious. The only one I've fully completed was Metal Gear Solid 2. I'm surprised that wasn't on that list, to be honest. Me too. I would I would yeah. give uh, 2 that, over 1, honestly. That game mm. belongs on that list. But I would yeah. give it. That's the best one out of the series, in my opinion. Yeah, that's my, my position as well. All right, so that's uh, Surprise Mechanics. We're going to move along to Hot Takes. This is the part of the show where we piss some people off, probably. Uh, one of us in here is going to give you a hot take, uh, probably gaming-related. They usually are. This week, it's going to be Josh. Uh, I do want to set the tone here, make sure that the volume's nice and low. Um, I want to be able to really hear Josh's hot take. So, Josh, are you prepared to give your hot take for the day? I mean, we'll give it a go. Take it away, Josh. Listen, Dark Souls is overrated. I don't care what the the dude that made this says. This is not the best game ever made. Didn't he win an award for that? Who who gave Golden him that joystick. award? Was that yeah. Golden Joystick best game ever made? What a what a what a take that is. That's a hot take in itself, in my opinion. Don't you agree? No, that's a that's a hot take for sure. I, I think is a is questionable methodology. Because it, it, that's such a that's such an obtuse thing. Like, there's so many different genres. There's so many different personalities out there that play games, such as myself. I will say that Dark Souls. You guys are expecting me to just completely shit on Dark Souls. After the real playing hot it, take is Josh is okay with Dark Souls. That's after playing it. <laughs> I know. I think I gave it a two on that list. You I, did. I was I might really have, crestfallen. I went and put it. I might even put it up to as a three. crestfallen warrior. In fact, I might even put it to a three. But after playing it, I I don't hate the game as much as I did. What I do say, and I'm willing to go back to it. It's always been a, a, a scheduling thing. And you're pretty good at I, it, honestly. Yeah. 
For those who you don't keep, know, you keep not to interrupt that, yeah. you, Josh, but there is a Dark Souls series on the Wizfish YouTube channel of Josh being forced to play Dark Souls basically against his will while Ian and I and others sit there and either mock him or, or cheer him on. We mostly try to be encouraging, I think, on there, but check that out. That's cool. We're going to finish that one day. Cantankerous uh, seems to be Ian's word of choice for me, and I will say on that series, I display that in full force at times, uh, yeah. especially... In the beginning, uh, after that, I like that one part where <laughs> with the dragon. I know, I like the, I, my favorite part of that whole series is where you're walking back to your souls after a death, and it's a beeline straight to the souls. But you go off and wander off to the right down some dead end nook and get like Casey's just like Josh, the souls, Joshua, <laughs> Joshua. And Josh doesn't even remember why he turned right. And like got mugged by a bunch of skeletons. I, yeah, I totally fucking, <laughs> I totally just brain farted on that. We're probably gonna uh, talk more about Dark Souls uh, properly in the coming weeks. We have a, a guest coming onto the show, our first. And we're not, well, I'm not gonna announce it yet. Just to give him time to pull out if he wants to. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're gonna have guests on the show, and our first one's coming up in a couple weeks. Look forward to that. Um, but feel free to talk more shit about Dark Souls if you had more to say. Yeah, so Dark Souls, uh, basically the thing that, that gets me, I always talk about repetition, and I know that's like a big part of it, is just doing things over and over and over, but I, I hate bashing my head against the wall on things. I, it drives me nuts. And Except for Unrailed. It's okay and Unrailed. But not, it's not, not the same, and it's not bash- the whole- anyway, fuck you. I'm <laughs> 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 Repetition's Ooh. okay in games I like. Here's <laughs> the thing: you guys do not like sim games or resource management or base building things like that. That's so true. When I, I, say, I don't. I don't, when like I say I don't like a game that they were created. It's, like. an, <laughs> it's an affront to God. It's an abomination. <laughs> Josh's, Josh's official stance on his on the games he dislikes is: how dare they exist? <laughs> The world would be better if that was not. Yeah, that's exactly, again, words. Anyway, you guys don't like those games, and I'm fine with that. I, I understand. But when I don't like a game, you're like, fuck you and your reasons. I don't, you have real reasons. I don't think I've ever come down on a simulation game as hard as you come down on Dark Souls in the past. I'm pretty sure but... I have more hours in Dorf Romantic and in Power Walk Simulator <laughs> than you do. So... Here's a question that I have for you, Josh, about this hot take. So, like, you know, back before you played Dark Souls, um, we've had, uh, we, you know, sort of conversations about it. Um, and I know one thing that always sort of uh, frustrated you was um, that you, you know, were concerned that maybe its um, difficulty was arbitrary. Um, this is, you know, certainly among the community, myself, uh, certainly. I think, I think the, that, that, um, you know, first of all, the, the the difficulty in Dark Souls is a very particular kind of, of difficulty. Um, you know, it's sort of about mastering the particular gameplay um, and uh, that it serves a thematic purpose. I'm curious, now that you've played it, um, do you still feel that it's arbitrary or do you sort of see where the people who do like it are coming from? No, I don't think you, that has changed for me, to be perfectly honest. It's... Um, one because I've kicked ass in the game and um, done very well. You, and, this man, this man beat the Capra Demon on his first try, and he didn't cheese it. He stood toe to toe with that motherfucker <laughs> and danced around him and took him down. 
in one one trial. Yeah. That, so so, I mean, it's difficult, but but. Um, I mean, like the boss I'm stuck on, I, I call it the Vagina Dragon. I, I always forget the name of it, but it looked like a giant toothy vagina to me. The Gaping um, Dragon. <laughs> same difference. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say, I'm curious to hear Josh's answer to this question now, and Josh's answer after he puts another hour or two into the Gaping Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh my god, he gets away Welcome with it every time. To the games, I guess, podcast so mature. Uh, so, so I, I don't think that the game itself is difficult for you know just for trivial reasons. That said, I, a lot of that came from I think Dark Souls Bros and and. Get, I don't know, whatever the female version of that is. Uh, Dark Souls. Just Dark fucking... Souls. This, this... <laughs> yes, this is. Uh, gatekeeping. Dark Souls non-binary you know, like, like The same people who are like, oh, you use the shield? Oh, that's so noobish. And, you know, shit like that. And that's where that, I think, came from. That it was just felt like these people were playing, you know, this game just so they can be like, I played a hard game and I'm a real gamer because I played a hard game. Yeah, I mean, that shit is definitely there. And I mean, that's that's sort of endemic to the uh, to, to I think gaming culture as a whole is that there's always this sort of faction there. Um, but I, I think, I think tr true fans, though, like true tr people that truly love Dark Souls want more people to appreciate the game that they love. Um, they do. Those guys will throw down a summons. You can go on Reddit, a complete stranger, and be like, hey, I need help with this boss. And the and the real G's will, you know, be like, oh, I'll throw down a summon sign. Where you at? Where you at? That's a beautiful thing. And like, it, it kind of frustrated me, again, you know, in this sort of get off my lawn, you know, old, old geezer kind of way. It frustrated me, you know, mad props to uh, let me solo her for, for being a, a real mensch in the Elden Ring community. Um, but the coverage around him i mean they acted like this guy was the only guy to ever throw down a fucking summon sign in a souls game yeah right like oh is he the antidote to like the toxic souls community but but he's not i mean he he is he's a notable figure in a in a storied tradition of collaboration and community in 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 the souls games and uh you know i wish i wish more people got that impression and didn't get the impression josh that you got you know uh from from that sort of vocal you know competitive group but, like, but back Ian to the hot take. That's that's an every, every game you're you're gonna get assholes like that. But back Girl. to the hot take part of this though is that I I think the main thing now for me is that it it's it seems very overblown. Um, not that I understand now, especially that why other people would just adore this game. But that like when I found when you told me that it had won the best game ever award that was just like what very i got very spiteful on that that's like that's that's total bullshit um I mean, it's hard so, to pin down a single game like you said i think correctly i mean you know different games bring different things to the table dark souls is certainly one of my favorite games of all time i would say yeah i, I so, agree with that i also think though and it's a weird thing to say i kind of agree with josh's hot take in in, in a way having this as one of my favorite games ever I think that it is an overrated game. In some, yeah, I think, in some I think it's, it would be hard for a, a game that is as highly revered as Dark Souls uh, to not be overrated, for sure. I mean, there are problems with it, you know, absolutely. I think, um, like, people will stand there and look you in the eye and tell you that this has the best combat that's ever been designed. 
and those people are smoking something <laughs> from the Amazon jungles <laughs> because it does not have the best combat. In fact, some I think by by bad. design, it, it it almost takes a survival horror approach to its combat, in in, in that it sort of is in, intentionally and, laborious. And yeah. that's and that's part of that too. And and it still feel it. And it's not as bad, but I still feel it as I'm playing. Um, is is it's it feels like and that's where the like the whole like trivial difficulty comes from uh on top of the 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 gatekeepers of the game uh but if some of that combat is so sluggish and i know you said you know it's 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 intentional to make it so that you have to i mean it, it can be mastered obviously people, yeah. people have mastered it but it, it, if it, me, it but... felt like and still sometimes feels like like they do that you know just to just to fucking fuck with you and then that part I mentioned with the dragon, <laughs> what that shit drove that that I lost my shit oh, on that, and you can I, hear that on, on the, the bridge, video. The I, have a, I have a I have a defense for that though. I think I think that that dragon is placed there intentionally uh, to teach you to value knowledge over souls in the game, um, and it does it in a, in an incredibly cruel way. Uh, but I think it's cool. I think it's an important lesson, right? Um, you 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 come off. You're all high off of your victory against the uh, against the Taurus team, and then you get taken out by something that you know you really couldn't have anticipated. That's this is something that's going to happen again and again throughout the game. But the fact that you are able to anticipate it the next time is that's the real power. It, that's more important than than even your leveling, I think. And that's some know. shit. Like <laughs> this is real cool. Like like it's like if a kid spills his milk and then like the father comes in and just fucking beats him with a belt. You learned your lesson. Oh yeah, yeah well like, you know it's definitely got Dark Souls definitely has the the domineering father <laughs> uh, <laughs> attitude down. You know, just reminds oh, me I got a B on my on my papers. Not good enough. Yeah. It reminds me of Arrested Development. Like, and that's why you don't spill milk. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know the the I, what I you know but just to to touch on the combat. I know we're going to talk about Dark Souls in more depth here, but because you you mentioned it, you know, I because I agree with you. I think I, I you know I would not necessarily say that that the. Uh, uh, you know, the combat is standout among other, you know, sort of combat driven games. Um, but I like it for two reasons. First of all, I do think that the, that it's sort of laborious, almost survival horror quality lends to the overall thematic milieu of the game. But also, um, I do like, again, uh, you can we can sort of debate and quibble about about execution. But I do love the, the fact that especially the first game, it gives you a couple of tools, you know, a few, you know, strikes and a block. And then you have, you know, basically, you know, a huge variety of situations that you need to sort of make use of those uh, tools in, at least for the melee combat. I, I think it does that quite well um, overall. But I, I do think you're right. There's like legitimate criticism to be you know, leveled. And Josh, for you, like, you know, ultimately, I wasn't sure if you were going to come out of Dark Souls your experience, or if you will come out of your experience uh, with Dark Souls saying that you know you love the game or anything like that. I don't know about but I think just Souls. your just 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 being able to sort of uh, you know see it and and get a sense of why it's uh, you know important to people, even if even if it doesn't quite land for you, it's been cool for me to watch. I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah, more same. Of you. You've given Dark Souls way more of a chance than Destiny too. <laughs> I, I have put. God fucking damn it, man! Like, I love you, buddy. I love you. Where is, I'm just teasing where is, you now. 
I have, I, I know it's not a lot, com especially compared to you guys, but I have 26 hours in Destiny, and in any game, 26 hours is enough of a chance to give something. That's all I'm saying about that. Uh, We're gonna have to wait Dark Souls, I have 16 hours. Well, that's more than I expected. So one thing, and going back to it, and I, I do want to go back to it, especially because it makes good content, to be honest. Let's, let's be real. It's funny, but, and it's great to, to look back on, I think. <laughs> yeah. I Jerry even likes watching, and she doesn't watch Let's Plays for, for shit unless it's like a, a scary game that she You've got a future, Josh. She just wants to watch you suffer. Yeah. That's with she, all the people yeah, probably, in your life, just getting off of your suffering. I can't wait she, until you play Sekiro. That'll, that'll really bring in the numbers. Oh my god. Yeah, you heard um, of sluggish combat? Let's introduce you to not sluggish combat. Oh my fucking god, man. That <laughs> sounds horrible. But that's, that's the thing, like, thinking about it, I mean, part of it's because, you know, the scheduling and everything like that, to, to go back to it, but it's, it, when I think about it, I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, I, I don't know if I can handle that right now. Gets in your head. Like, I don't, I just, it's so stressful. And like, it, like the energy, it saps out of me. Like, I have come away from those sessions just fucking wrecked. <laughs> I have, like, I've gone to bed. I'm like, I, I, I can't, I can't be alive right now. You just cry yourself to sleep. <sighs> yeah. I had, uh, I mean, uh, this is uh, almost a cliche at this point, given how many people have sort of reported this, but like, uh, you know, I found Dark Souls to be an incredibly rejuvenating experience once I finally sort of cracked through the barrier. Um, I was at a really low point when I played it and it, um, I don't know, it, it's themes of, it seems hokey to say it like this because it, the game actually handles it in a really nuanced and subtle way, but it's themes of perseverance really re you know, resonated with me and, uh, you know, I think even just for that, it's uh, it's an important game to look at. Just the way it uses game design to advance its themes. I mean, that's the that's the ludonarrative consonance that everybody sort of, you know, idealizes. Rightly so, I think. Well, there you have it. Whose turn is it for hot takes? It's Ian next, right? Yeah. Your next. I've got a good one. I've got a good one, Brian. Oh, I can't. I can't. Just wait. for you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I hope I'm gonna be really answers. embarrassed if if I if I drop the hot take and I've I've misremembered that you're the person who has an issue with this position. You're just gonna be like, I don't care about that. <laughs> I think it'll at this point. I think it'll be a miracle if if our friendships survive this podcast. Not if you uh, keep bringing up fucking destiny. I'm a, I, I can be a spiteful person, man. I don't hold grudges. Oh, I know. We I know. know. You don't need to tell me. <laughs> but, talking about? but the more you fucking bring up, the more I just want to fucking uninstall that shit right now. I have not un uninstalled Destiny in anticipation with playing with you guys, despite the fact that I dislike that game. It's funny that it's always on your PC, but we play it once every two years. <laughs> I was going like, to play with you last night, and then y'all decided to just fucking beat the shit out of me again. I had to go to bed. I didn't say yeah, yeah. That was my to go to bed two hours later after the beating. I well. was the, okay. People don't know this, but there was a private Discord conversation yesterday that got way out of hand, and I thought Josh was gonna hang up, and like go to bed angry. I was yeah. going, I was going ham, man. I was, I, I hit a breaking point where I was just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for broke to try and get Josh to give Destiny a chance. To risk risk our friendship, risk my credibility, risk my dignity. It this works both ways too, Josh. Like it's not just you who's like putting your foot down. The harder you know you dig in, the harder we push. 
you digging in makes us want to push harder too. I don't think either one of us likes Destiny enough <laughs> to justify how much we fucking abuse you with it. Uh, which just makes it kind of funny. It's a beautiful anyway. thing. The circle of life. So what have our or hot something. takes been? It's uh, Dark Souls 2 is the best story of all the FromSoft games. Animal Crossing New Horizons is trash. <laughs> and Dark Souls is, is, is overrated. Overrated, excuse me. Uh, so yeah, so that's hot takes. Um, you guys want to say anything before I talk us out and say goodbye and all that? Hey, it's been great being here on the Games I Guess podcast with Josh and Casey. Um, uh, what a way to wind down a stressful Thursday. Oh, yeah. I'll, be, uh, I'll be holding a petition to revoke uh, the Golden Joystick Award from Dark Souls. So if anyone wants to sign it, just go ahead and email. The oh, my God. I will follow. Podcast. I will follow your journey. I will even retweet it. <laughs> make make that GoFundMe. Make that uh, start start that petition. I'll break down what's his face face's door and take it out of his house. Like, <laughs> I will. He just won another nothing. lifetime achievement award. I want like he's his head up. on a pike. <laughs> That's Josh. That's Josh, not me. Oh my god, we've had enough. The Kool Aid has been sipped. Uh, we're gonna do this. You can find everything you need to know about this show at I Guess Games on Twitter. The video version of this show is going to be over on the Wizfish Reviews YouTube channel. Go check that out at youtube.com slash Wizfish. You can send us any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, anything at all. Send that over to gamesiguesspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget also you can follow Josh over on Twitter at Josh and Yah. Ian's there as well at Discreet Infinity. And of course, you can find me, everything I'm up to, over at Wizfish on the YouTube channel and uh, at the underscore Wizfish on Twitter. For me, for Josh, for Ian. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. And uh, Destiny 2 for life!